Hi guys, and welcome to listen to Joyride. Last week, Ike and I, we went to our new apartment. And we all know how exhausting moving can be. Well, because I couldn't do much, I hurt my back for about three or four weeks ago during our last hike. So I asked our friends who volunteered if they would participate in an experiment I had for them. I just asked them who would like to have, by the end of the day, enough energy left in the tank to say so to go out if they would choose to to go for a swim or to go dancing or whatever they could by night i said of course we would like that but dude you know we are moving right that you are sitting on your ass because you can't do anything doesn't mean that we have energy left so i said to them well you'll be surprised Joyride is a podcast where I talk about joyfulness and the power of joyfulness. That deep-rooted inner human power that makes life fun, a little adventurous and very, very happy. Weekly and in 20 minutes max, I will explain you and I will help you how to unlock and unleash your joyfulness. So you can benefit too from the amazing opportunities and possibilities it will give you. For more information, please go to richarddixon.com or join me every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. I'm so glad you're here. Let's be joyfulness and let's do this. So the experiment was if I could do natural exercise also in moving. And that was because, let's say, for about, I think it's for about two years ago, I gave uh, running lessons. In my days as an ultra runner, I found out that the Mephitone 180 method, you can Google that, is a very, very effective way to run on an endurance level. Together with some other uh, running techniques, I could help people to go, let's say, if on a on an ordinary run let's say for about 10 k's i could have them in about i think about two or three weeks i could have them easily to 25 30 k's so i thought if i take this this knowledge from the methadone 180 method together with some breathing exercise how would that work out if it's in a moving experiment so you know like we had last week so i asked our friends and you have to imagine we were with a two more professional moving removal guys and we were with eight friends so i asked to split them you know four people with and four people without the heart rate chest strap because i still had a couple of left so I asked them, I said, here you have the watch, here you got the, the chest uh, strap, strap it up. And I calculated their personal heart rate. And I said to them, you guys, whatever you do, keep it under your personal heart rate. Whatever you do, if you go over it, take a step back, relax, and keep it under there. Secondly, try to breathe through the stomach, not through the chest, through the stomach. Meditation helps with that. And they looked at me, I said, why should we, you know, breathe in the stomach? I said, well, look at children, little children, babies or infants. If you see them sleep, you see their, their, their tubbies, their, their bellies go up and down. And that is because they breathe naturally. Only we as adults, because, you know, we have stress, we have worries, we start taking shorter breath. We go through the chest. But a very more effective way is through the belly our stomach so we i took them a, a couple of minutes apart from them and you know to teach them how to breathe through the stomach 
And of course, in the beginning, it's hard, I admit, I admit. But after a couple of minutes, they saw it and they found out and they could do it. I said, keep moving, do whatever you like, you know, lifting and doing things. But if you see you go over your heartbeat, take a step back, relax that you're getting under that personal heart rate again, and then go on and watch your breathing as long as you can. There comes a point that you go back to automatic and you breathe through the chest again. So they did. So we went into two groups. And of course, the first two hours, the, the, the four people without the chest strap. I mean, they went absolutely bizarre. They went up and down the stairs. You know, we live on a fourth floor. You know, we, tip of, we live on top of this building and it's on the fourth floor and we have a two-story apartment. So there we got a couple of stairs here. But they went on, and of course, in the first two hours, the group that didn't have a chest strap, of course, they were doing, I could say, double the things that the other ones were doing. First, we had to empty our apartments, and that everybody could do more or less. You know, that went in the same beat, to say, in the same rhythm, in the same everything. And no problems there, and of course, people got tired, and it's moving. We all know how moving goes. Once the apartment was empty, and I'm talking about, it took us, I think, for about three, three and a half hours or something like that. You know, they stepped in the cars and the trucks, and then we went, they went to the, to the new apartment, and there it started, because they had to go up the stairs. And that is a completely something else, and going down, of course. And like I said before, you know, the, the, the group without the chest strap, <laughs> they did double the amount of, of things. And then we had lunch. So I said to them, guys, you first have lunch. We have a whole day ahead of us. So we took a lunch. You know, we had some drink and a normal lunch, sandwiches, to drink. Everything was there. And then I think it was a break for about 45 minutes, an hour, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. We went on again. And anybody who knows something about exercise, gym and running, you know you have the anaerobic energy burning and anaerobic burning. The one has to do with the energy or with the sugar and the other one is on fat burning. And of course, if you're going over your heartbeat, it what happens a lot of times in gyms or in running or in other endurance sport, your your legs get fatigued or your whole body gets fatigued. It is like that because we, we're burning sugars. And that is where the methadone 180 methods comes in with the heart rate. Because you don't burn that much sugar. You go more on the fat burning. But you go slower but steady. And that's what the instruction I gave the guys with the chest strap. Go steady but keep going. Don't sit down. You can, of course, take a step back and hold on for a, for a second or what, you know, to get your heart rate back. But then keep going, keep going. And then the other ones, while they were so wild and running up and, you know, typical moving day, there comes a point that they were fatigued, they got tired, their legs wouldn't do anymore. It started to hurt. The other ones kept going. And in the meantime, I was trying to motivate them. Like in ultra running or any other endurance sport, you know, I was crewing, I was helping them. And there I also learned that the word crew actually means cranky runners, endless waiting. God, they were very cranky. They were annoyed with me because unfortunately I couldn't do anything. So I was more or less sitting there or 
doing little things, giving them a glass of water or helping them with ordering, you know, you have to go left or you have to go right or you have to go upstairs or whatever. And the guys without the strap, they got so annoyed and angry with me. They started to shout and I had to keep my mouth shut and to beep off and things like that. But of course, they knew what was happening as well. And I told them, uh, I said, you know, you guys also take it a bit easier. You know, we still have a couple of hours left to go. I, I don't want to wear you out completely. But you could see that the guys without the strap, they were doing less and less. They took more time, not even to go upstairs, but they took their time, of course, to recover, to go downstairs. And in the meantime, the group with the, the heart rate straps, with the chest straps, they, they kept going. They took a chair, they took a couch together or whatever. It wasn't that they were doing the, the, the light lifting and the other ones do the heavy lifting. No, it was a mixture of everything. The only thing what differed with them was, of course, in the beginning, they could control their breathing, more or less, and that went a little bit less afterwards. But their heartbeat, they kept below their personal heart rate, meaning that they their legs didn't get fatigued or they didn't get that tired. And instead, the moments that they uh, took the stairs downstairs, to say, to walk downstairs, they, were, they didn't need to recover. They were still at the same level. And that, by the end of the day, if you, if you take it on a sports level, that is meaning that you get energy and you're not wasting energy or giving energy like the others were doing. And of course, the difference is there. It was incredible by the end of the day. It was hilarious because, you know, I, I, I took out a, a couple of beers and we were sitting there and the guys, they were, they were really cranky. My God, they were cranky. Unfortunately, the, the professional uh, movers had to go home because it was Ramadan and they were Muslims and they had to go. Besides that, they don't drink uh, beer or alcohol, but they had to go. And that's what they said. They don't drink water. They don't uh, take any food during the Ramadan, but they thank us very much. And we thank them, of course. Very nice guy. So we were sitting at the end of the day with our friends and the cranky ones, they were, they were really cranky. Jesus. <laughs> I still remember what they said to me and they apologized afterwards, but they were really cranky. And the other ones, and there comes uh, the experiment on the table. I asked them, I said, you know, can I have your, your, your watches back so I can read them in the computer and to see what's going on? So they gave it to me and I went upstairs at my office and I read out their watches to see what that is. The whole day, during the whole day, there was only a difference, either they're going upstairs or downstairs, with furniture or without furniture. There was only a minimum difference in heartbeat. I think that the heartbeat that's difference the most was for about 30 or 35 beats and that is actually nothing if you look at it four story uh, yeah four floors sometimes five because we had to go to our bedroom but still nothing and unless the other and the difference between the guys uh, who had chest straps and the guys who didn't have the chest strap is of course and that was what i said to them because they asked me how do you know that we had a, a very high uh, heartbeat? I said, well, I cannot see it, of course, but I can smell it. <laughs> they, they went really lunatic with me. I said, come on, guys, you have sweat. 
you were, you know, you dehydrated without stopping. I mean, there is, besides that you are, your legs are fatigued, your arms are fatigued, you are fatigued. You have acids, this, this hardly solid lactic acid in your muscles now. That they don't move anymore. You have burnt all your sugars. Forget it. There is, you cannot move anymore. It is the end of it. You don't have energy anymore. The energy you have, your body will use to keep it going, at least. But the other group with the heart uh, chest straps, they had energy over. And they really said it at the end of the day. You know, we could go for a swim. We could go to a club and dance if if it was allowed, you know, we were still in lockdown. So no swimming, no dancing, no dining, nothing. In our house there was. But they were surprised. They were actually very surprised by it. And I said, you know, one of the, my friends said, can I, can, I, can, I buy, can I buy the watch? Can I buy it? I said, no, 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 I give you the watch. Here you have it, mate. Don't worry. So he said, yeah, I, I'd like to, to know more about it. I said, yeah, don't, don't worry. If you come back, I'll teach you and, and, you know, I'll teach you how to run if you'd like and go for a bike ride. It, the principle is all the same, and that is the amazing thing about the uh, Mephitone 180 method. Just look it up in Google and follow the instructions. It's actually for uh, professional athletes or very, how do you say that, uh, you know, on a very high amateur level athletes. But I translated it to the, to the ordinary people, like me and the neighbors, and it works. It's not a magic trick. It takes a long time before you get the hang of it. But once you get it, you'll get surprised. You'll I had, for instance, in my running days, imagine I was running 50, 60, 70 k's uh, at, in those days. And my average uh, heart rate was 126. And of course, I could run for hours, for hours. Just my feet hurt, but not my legs. And everybody who knows endurance is that, especially in running, a marathon is, you know, ultra runners often say, you know, a marathon distance is just warming up. And after that, it really starts. And that's true. It's the funny part of it. And once you have crossed these 50, 60 Ks uh, distances, it's all in the head. It's a matter of, of the mind. Can you set your mind to it? And I have worked, I think, years to get across the 80, uh, 80K barrier. I couldn't. For one way or the other, I couldn't. I'm still working on it, but I leave it like it is. But physically, I can do hundreds of miles. I really can. I mean, it is thanks to that method and another technique of running that helps that you can do it for hours. And that's it for this week again, guys. I'm sorry, but like I said, every week time flies when you're having fun. So what is it with this energy and with this uh, heart rate? Well, quite easy. You subtract your age from 180. And then if you are, say, you know, you're recovering from a major illness, let's say uh, heart disease or an operation, hospital stay or something like that, you add an additional 10 to that uh, number. And you subtract your age from the 180. Or if you're injured or you're overtrained, you add another additional five. And there are more of these things, but that is the major things. And if for people over 65, there is are exceptions, or if you're uh, under, if you're younger than 16, if that number you have, like I said, you know, you subtract your age from 180, and then look at if you're injured, a hospital, uh, you're overtrained, or whatever if you're just starting overweight that you put an additional 10 or 15 or 
just take a look. And then that number is your personal heart rate. But anything you do, either you go for a walk, if you go for a swim, if you go for a, a bike ride, if you go for a run, and it doesn't need to be on a professional level, on the contrary. If you do it, you know, I take it out for a hike, for instance. I have my watch and I control my, or control it, I watch my, my, my heart rate on my, on my watch and I keep below that. The whole hike gives me the energy. I mean, there is a huge difference if you're coming at your, at, at your, comp- at your camping place by the end of the day and you're exhausted or you have energy left. You can go for a grill, or you can have for a party, or for everything, anything you like, and that's the difference. So, guys, I hope it was all clear to you. And if not, please just send me another email. No worries, you know I'll answer you. And if you have questions, the same thing, just send me an email. And for now, I wish you all a good week. Have a great time, and remember, be joyfulness. Bye bye. <laughs>